0: Five, four, zwei, 1. Great. You rolling?
1: Perfect. Yeah. Okay.
2: He wanted to prove that you could do it. So, so, so he <laughs> it to a second time.
1: That's why. <laughs> Welcome once again to 32 Thoughts the Podcast. Merrick alongside Friedman and Emil Dullich playing the keyboards in the background. And Elliot, this is gonna be a couple of a couple of interviews from our uh, European NHL Players Media Tour. Uh, We've already heard from, on the last podcast, Leon Dreisaitl and Bill Daly, NHL Deputy Commissioner. Today, we will hear from Tim Stutzla and Jacob Markstrom. Let's start with the Calgary goaltender first. He has some kryptonite. All goaltenders have kryptonite. Unfortunately, it's Edmonton that is the kryptonite for Jacob Markstrom.
2: I thought it was interesting to hear him say that He had some idea. I don't want to spoil it. It had some idea on how to work on it and how to improve on it. They're going to score a lot of goals and a lot of people. But the other thing I really liked about the interview was when, you know, what's the big debate is Calgary better with the changes. And he didn't even hesitate. That was, I thought pretty good stuff.
1: Yeah. Excellent goaltender. Uh, And a little bit later on, we hear from Tim Stutzla of the Ottawa senators. As we mentioned last podcast, this guy is, Ripped up like a bad report card now, and that is good news for the Ottawa Senators. I like Stutzla as well.
2: You know, it's always interesting. Like, you you do a lot of uh, interviews um, with uh, players come from overseas, and, you know, some of them are careful because they're not comfortable in the language, which I completely understand. I think sometimes we forget uh, how difficult that can be, but he's seamless. Like, you know, he's... He's right in it, and um, he's confident for a young guy. And, you know, you said at the end of the last podcast that you think he's primed for a big season. Big, and
1: look who he, he's playing with.
2: He he <laughs> he radiates confidence <laughs> right yes. now. Radiates it. Yeah.
1: Uh, watch him with A. Brinkett and C. Giroux coming soon to a hockey rink near you. So a little bit later on, you'll hear from Tim Stutzla, but up first our conversation with Calgary Flames netminder, Jacob Mark. Uh, along with Jacob Markstrom from the Calgary Flames, uh, we'll start with the Edmonton. There's so much to get to with you, but I want to start with the Edmonton series. And when that's over, you, know, you begin the process of trying to get it out of your system and, and get it out of your head, so you can resume a normal life. Really emotional series. We all know. Right after that series, like, what do you do to get to get rid of that fog, that oiler uh, fog that's around you?
3: Yeah, obviously, it's tough. You know, throughout the season, what we build on and the Dallas series and the confidence we have in our group. And, uh, you know, obviously, the back of a lot of people's head, you you knew that some guys probably won't going to be here next season. But we had something really good going. And Mm -hmm. it was, I think, for me personally, too, it, it was the first year we really coming into every game you know i was never really worried it was you know our group was so confident that you know we'll beat any team any day and Mm. uh so with the season we had and then you know obviously ran into edmonton and it was uh, it was so emotional and it was such a roller coaster and uh yeah, it's a tough pill to swallow. Uh, but, yeah. uh you know, for me personally, I don't want to forget it completely. You want to have that sour taste in your mouth. And, uh you know, I, you know, I still have it in the back of my mind. And that's what gets you up in the morning and gets you to the gym and gets you to work a little bit harder than than last year.
2: You know, I I remember when Pittsburgh lost the Stanley Cup to Detroit in 2008, there's a famous story about Crosby getting a picture of Zetterberg lifting the cup. And that summer when he worked out, he looked at it every day. And of course, Pittsburgh won the cup the year after. And, you know, the one thing, Jacob, is that that was the one team last year that got to you and they've got great players. And I wonder, is there something you think about in your workouts or you go back and you think about and say, this is why they had success?
3: I think for me personally, I, I think you always see, you try to break down the games. Uh, you know, the games we had during the season, too, we had, you know, we had one, I think, two or three, one win. And, but then, you know, obviously the, the game in the saddle, Dome, where it was nine, five. And, you know, it's a win, but that's not how you want it to be. But, and then you go the first game in the playoffs, it was nine, six. So then you try to sit down and like, <laughs> what's going on here? Because those were, uh, you know, the, two games I've been a part of with the the most goals and, uh, you know, it's the same team. And I think, I don't know, the whole team, it's obviously, it's a a different uh, atmosphere and it's, everything is, you know, it's the same league, same amount of time in the games, the same puck is on the ice. But, you know, uh, when we collide with those guys, it just, you know, stuff just seemed to happen. So I think uh, the mental part of just kind of take a step back and, uh, you know, you always try to figure out what you can do, but to... uh, to really emphasize to not get carried away both emotionally and you know for me uh uh, I seem to have the most success when I'm just even keel. and, and But, you know, it's hard. There's fights in the stands. You want, you want to get up and get involved. <laughs> you want to go fight in the yeah, stands exactly. with them. That's Sometimes a- that's how you feel. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's such a fun series during the season. And, you know, obviously the playoff wasn't that much fun. But uh, there is a sour taste for sure that I feel like the whole city of Calgary has. And, uh, you know, I don't think no one has forgot about it. And we're excited to get back in there.
2: Is that what, you, that what you think, that maybe you got a bit carried away emotionally in those series?
3: I don't know. I like. I, I feel like throughout the whole playoff, you, you feel the same. Obviously, if I look, it's, the preparation wasn't different and, and anything like that. But it, it just seemed that they, you know, obviously, they got some bounces. We got some bounces too. But, yeah, you know, I couldn't really personally, you know, find that rhythm of just, you know, Where everything was just kind of coming to me, and you know, being in the right spot, the decision making, you're kind of if you let one or two or three goals in, you start hesitating a little bit and you
1: can't do that, and because then you get punished. Mm -hmm. This offseason, you're watching Johnny Gaudreau leave uh, Matthew Kachuk to the Florida Panthers, you know, two thirds of the best line in the NHL goes. Was there a part of you at all, maybe during the Johnny Gaudreau situation, where you said, wait a minute, what's happening to our team here? Does this mean we're going to take a step? I mean, obviously Brad Treloving has gone out and Hubert O and Weger and Nazem Kadri come in, but was there part of you at all that said, wait a minute, what's happening with my team here?
3: I don't really think it was to that extent. I, uh, I think, uh, you know, I tried to do what I could and I, I was calling Johnny, I think, after a week or two weeks after the season. I, I was trying to call him every day and, you know, Special terrible times of the day with the time difference, but uh, you know I was being a pain in his in his behind there for a bit. But
2: uh do you think he left because you were yeah, calling maybe. him too much? <laughs> maybe. <yeah. laughs> no, I
3: don't think I don't think so. But you never know. But yeah, it's uh you know I, I'm excited. I can sit here I think we're going to be better this year and you know we got some great players mm-hmm. it's more excited for me to you know I was you know Huberto from the Florida time and is. Mm-hmm. Uh, was Uyghur in the San Antonio no, yeah. at that point no Uyghurs, I, Uyghurs, I never Florida. played with him there mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. but yeah he's, he's a great defenseman and then the signing of Nasim Kadri was great and uh, you know I, I want to lift Brad to a tree it's, it's easy for him to you know kind of say what's going on people you know to Chuck and Johnny wanted to leave who Hundred plus goal scorer you know, points this season, and they were they were the leading force with Lindholm for our team the entire year. But uh, you know he he had great communication with uh, you know especially us all the guys on the team, and and said that we're you know we're working on stuff, and you know it's gonna be good, it's gonna be good. Don't worry, don't stress. So so he he did a great job of uh, you know kind of re yeah. putting a, a great team together and and I think we're going to have a lot of success this season
2: you know it's interesting to hear you say that because one of the things I always wonder sometimes moves happen and players are blown away they don't see it coming and sometimes the moves happen and players say yeah we kind of knew this was going to happen so as a flame did you have an idea that when this year might be without Goudreau and Kachak?
3: no not really no mm-hmm. I can't say I did obviously you try to talk with the players and uh But, you know, we knew it could happen. I didn't see it happening. Yeah. You know, I thought it was going to come back because, you know, he's a Calgary Flame and he's always been a Calgary Flame. And Mm -hmm. uh, But, you know things change and uh, you know for different reason and you know obviously i thought he, he wrote a, a great letter there for the people of calgary and the, the flames fans and uh you know he wanted to be close to his family he got a newborn coming and a lot of things involved i know myself too going from you know vancouver to, yeah, to yeah. calgary as well and <laughs> uh you know people are not going to agree and some people are and i wish him luck on all the games except against us <laughs> then i then i hope he gets nothing <laughs>
2: And Kachuk. So, did you have any idea that maybe Matt wouldn't be back?
3: Uh, yeah, it, it's so hard because yeah. I mean, you you hear the rumors and you read and you hear it, people are talking about it, and it was obviously a big, uh, you know, those two names were the big talking point, you know, right after the season. What's, yes. What's going to happen? So you can't really avoid it or or see, but you know, I just I really like how Tree went about it, and and you know, obviously it would have been nice to, you know, obviously with the position we were we're so good it's not like we should have traded Goudreau right. you can't do that we're mm-hmm. we're really good we were a really good hockey team and we were having success so you can't really trade away a big piece like that and then he leaves for nothing but I think you know we got cap space and we got Kadri and we got Hubert and Weger for those two players. So I think that's a, a really good trade off.
2: It's a heck of a recovery, as you said. And that's the next thing. I was gonna, like, did you have any idea, like, because sometimes these trades pop up out of nowhere. Did you have any idea that Hubert and Uyghur were coming or did you have any idea that Kadri was coming?
3: Yeah, uh, well, I was at a wedding, Nicholas Backstrom's wedding and oh, yeah. yeah, I was in bed and I, my phone kept ringing and uh, you know, it was Brad, tree living. So he was like, was a good guy, right? I was like, yeah, he's a good guy, but he's a really good player too. He's like, okay, we're working on something. So, oh, so, so you then, had uh, an idea. Yeah, I had a little idea there. But uh, but yeah, he's obviously, I think I woke up the next day after the not feeling hungover at all, but more excited about getting back to work
1: and and, uh, and for the season.
2: That's fantastic. you think
1: this was the year that people finally noticed or recognized just how good Lindholm is?
3: I think so because obviously I'm a little bit biased. Well, I mean, we're, you, we're good and friends have, yeah. and we're hanging yeah, out, you'll, you'll uh, hanging out in the summers, and uh, follow his uh, development. But I see him every day, and uh, uh, he's such a good player. Is uh, yeah. you know, defensively and offensively. I mean, uh, what all those three guys did together. And, uh, you know, we can be in our zone for two minutes and you have Lindholm going from corner to corner and standing in front of the net. And then all, all of a sudden Johnny yeah. has a breakaway and you wonder, like, how is he on the far blue line right now? But, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot about the work that Lindholm did that mm-hmm. let them kind of play the way they wanted to play and kind of cheat a little bit because they knew, uh, they knew Linda would always be behind there. So I'm looking at your
2: defense now. Like you've got a like, really good. Like it's interesting because as you said, you guys just lost a couple of hundred point players, but if this league is one in goal on defense and down the middle, like I look at your centers, I look at your blue line, I look at the guy in goal, and I say Calgary's built that way. So there's been this big debate: are the Flames better, or are they not as good? How do you see it?
3: we're better for sure obviously you look at the blue line and then uh you know i'm not gonna sit here and talk about the players that that left chuck is a panther now and uh, johnny is with the with columbus but uh like you said to looking at the centers we have and down the middle you need to be deep down the middle to be successful especially in the playoffs and uh and then uh, our defensive core is uh, you got my favorite player of all time, Chris Tanev there. So, you know, I'm happy he's there. And then, uh, you know, with everything else, you got Rasmus Anderson, who had a career year last year. Noah Hannafin, who's, you know, he was healthy pretty much all season and, and played great all year. You add Uyghur to that. And then Sedoro, who had a, he was super important for us. So, mm-hmm you know and then we got a lot of young players young defensemen too that both with uh, skill guys and you know big solid defensemen coming up from Stockton so it's going to be uh, it's going to be really fun and, and you know I'm way more excited about this year than I was last year
1: mm. looking forward to it um, yeah. thanks so much for this yeah. no, best of luck you. next yeah. season and uh, yeah look forward to seeing you back with the Flames yeah sounds good thanks for having me
2: so with that defense core in those centers you got to win the Vezina this year yeah, for sure. That's a bank.
3: That's a bank.
1: Uh, so, Tim, thanks so much for joining us here today. Much appreciated, as always. Uh, the last time we spoke, we talked about cars and driving <laughs> in Germany, and you've spent your summer doing some golfing uh, in Germany. What was your What was your summer like?
0: Thanks for having me. I mean my summer started when i came back saw my family and then i went on a yeah one week golf to a couple of friends and then two weeks off just relaxing and then i started working out and uh, like a gym uh, with like a coach where we Mo trains too so uh, we had That's a lot more of fun insider, by yeah. The way, yeah. Thing, yeah yeah we had a lot of fun together so and mark michael he played in vancouver too so us three yes. were yeah kind of working out together so uh, yeah, and then I just uh, had one more week, uh, like, I think one and a half week ago, maybe, weeks ago. I went uh, on a little one-week vacation to Greece uh, with the coach there, too, so that was really cool.
2: Was Sider walking around like, yeah, I'm the rookie of the year, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm the rookie of the year? No,
0: I think he's uh, he's pretty humble, too, so uh, he knows he's really good. Mm-hmm. I think everyone knows that, but um, yeah, he's a humble guy, so it's it's fun to be around him.
2: Now I could be completely wrong about this, but you look a little bit different. Like you look leaner, not to say that you were like out of shape or anything <laughs> like that before, but you look leaner and stronger. Did you change much in terms of what you did this year?
0: Uh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think we changed a lot. Um, uh, right now I have like a personal trainer who's like literally like saying everything I have to do. And like, we have like nutrition coaching and like sleeping coach too. So everything is really good set up. And, um, yeah, I'm, I took, a lot of care of my body i would say and um yeah i can't
2: wait until the season starts was there a reason for this like tim did you look at something that happened in your career did your staff look at something and say we have to change things did you do that uh,
0: yeah i mean i think i haven't started last year the way i wanted to and uh, i was working out kind of by myself with the pro team in Mannheim, and like some things didn't go the way i wanted to and um in the end i, I had to change something and i wanted to yeah, my body to be the best in shape i can yeah get my body in shape so right now i feel really really good and uh, i think yeah the best i've ever felt
2: now i would you mentioned sleep so lebron james has a trainer and i i heard a podcast with this person once and he said the first thing he asked lebron james every morning is how much sleep did you get are you a big sleep guy
0: Yeah I think sometimes so my problem was sometimes before games I I took my nap and then I woke up and I was still tired like I felt like I've slept for like eight hours and like I couldn't even move my eyes kind (laughs) of so uh, I wanted to change something also with nutrition and stuff I think that's a big part of sleeping too. Yeah I mean I sleep the hours I have to and for me sometimes like I said I was sleeping too long was a factor two after games like when we had a day off like sleep until like 10 11 i think that's not good too so i just wanted to have like a a plan when i have to go to bed and like Mm. what i have to eat and then yeah wake up the next morning and feel way better and what i can do to feel better in the morning to to be awake right away so that was really helpful
1: smart Smart. So while you were working out and golfing and practicing your sleeping, your general <laughs> manager was very busy. Whether it's uh, Alex DeBrinket or Claude Giroux or Cam Talbot, the Ottawa Senators look like they're taking a step. As you're watching all of this, what's going through your mind? What did you, what did you make of your general manager's moves?
0: First of all, I think all the moves he made were really, really good for us. I think uh, going forward, I think that was the right moves and uh, we talked about it in the, in the meetings we had like with the guys and I think everyone kind of wanted that way to go and everyone wanted to push for the playoffs this year. We wanted to do it last year too, but we just weren't good. We didn't play good enough. Uh, I think you could see it in the end. Like we had a good team. We have a really mm-hmm. good group of guys too. So it's been a lot of fun, but this year we really have to be way better from the start and I think Moves you made, I think, help us a lot. And uh, right now, I think everyone is really pumped to get back to Ottawa and get to meet all the new guys. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Is the
2: group chat all about playoffs or bust? Like we have to make the playoffs this year.
0: Uh, I think everyone knows it. Like we we don't really talk about it a lot. I think as soon as we go to training camp, I think it's going to be talking uh, a lot more about it. But. Uh, right now, I think everyone is just really excited about the things what happened in Ottawa and uh, the signings we made with like Norris uh, getting a long-term sign. I think he's a huge part of our team too. So, and I'm just really happy to have guys who like Claude. who I can learn a lot from. I think and uh, we text a little bit and yeah, he seems like a really good guy and I heard a lot of really good things about him. So I'm really excited to get
2: back. You know, there's there's another guy that the Sanders fans are hoping signs long-term. You know, Tim. anything anything going on there i mean i love ottawa i love
0: the city i love the guys and for me i have one more year but we'll see what's going to happen but i'm really committed to sign there long term maybe and i'm going to be looking forward to
2: yeah hopefully joining room for a long time there so you're making a permanent center switch too have they talked to you about you know, who you're going to play with, or has DJ been in touch in terms of his expectations or anything like that?
0: I don't know if I can say that, but uh, yeah, for you, sure. You can, you, can, you can
2: say it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you <laughs> no can one, say No it. one listens to this. <laughs> you could say it. No one No, for
0: sure. It. I mean, uh, I think they made it pretty official. Uh, I think uh, I talked to DJ a couple times during the summer, uh, how I feel and everything, and I think, uh, yeah, the moves we made, I think, were really good for me too. I think uh, with Giroux and DeBrinket, I think they already said a little bit what they think the way is going, and um, I'm just really, really excited about the team we have. All lines, all the pairings. I think it's going to be a lot
1: of fun playing. Would you look at video of? So I mean, you had played plenty against Claude Giroud playing in the same conference, but you know DeBrinket comes from uh, comes from Chicago, and you wouldn't have mixed a lot. Would you, you know, watch video? It's like okay, if I'm playing with DeBrinket, this season i need to know his tendencies i need to know you know where he wants to get the puck would you watch video of the yeah, break in the summer it's and actually like
0: funny because uh that you say that because when we work out we have like always an hour of like conditioning so we go like we have a bike or we go biking and then usually it's like sometimes when we have like a leg day we have like just an hour of like cycling like and then you can watch some video uh, to it and I actually did uh, I watched videos of the guys and um, yeah I saw uh, the Brinkhead his goals he scored were like probably like 30 first assists from Kane and like they, <laughs> you can see the connection they have like it's just unreal and like so much fun to watch and I hope I can yeah really set him up because he's
2: like a really good goal scorer and I think he can score a lot of goals in that league. Did you notice any tendencies from Dabrinka, like he likes it here, or there's a certain area in his body where he wants the puck passed to him? Did you notice all that stuff?
0: Yeah, I mean, sure. I think he scored a lot of goals, like one-timer. One-timers also on the power play. I think he's really good at that. And, I think he can shoot actually from everywhere. Like it's actually insane. Like sometimes you just give him a puck and he just skates by D and shoots out of nowhere and goes in like those type of players. I think it's really important for a team who can just score at any time in the game. And I think a guy like that is Norris too. He's just, he can score from everywhere in any type of game situation. So yeah, hope to try to give him the puck as much as I can. And uh,
1: hopefully we can score some nice goals. We're going to start to see more German hockey players in the NHL. Uh, we expect, you know, big things from JJ Paterka and Lucas Reichel. You're there now. Mo Sider has to call the trophy as the, uh, the Rookie of the Year. Leon Dreisaitl's, you know, story has been well told. It seems that there is these three elite German players in the game, uh, and you're one of them. Uh, when you go home, how are you treated now? I mean, Leon's Leon now. Mo, as you mentioned, everyone's everyone knows him. But how are you treated when you go home now?
0: I think really good. I mean, uh, in Germany, it's not like hockey is not that big as like in, in North America or in the US. So uh, it's different for sure. Like when when you go through Ottawa, where like everyone kind of knows you and like loves hockey and stuff. But in Germany, it's like where I am in the summer is like Mannheim and it's like a hockey city, so you get recognized. So yeah. the, that's fun. And uh, I mean, the fans that come like fans to practice and stuff when they has when they had their first team practice, they were like. Yeah, probably 1,000 fans, so that was was really fun. And, uh, I mean, for me, it's just I want to be myself and see what can happen. But also, like you see it with the sponsorships and stuff, like more and more people want to do with hockey players in Germany. So uh, that's a really, really big part. And I think Piterka and Reichel can be really good NHL players too.
1: I mean, ultimately, for developing German hockey players, I think ultimately it's smart. The U23 rule. And so for people watching and listening to this, the U23 rule in Germany essentially is on every pro team there has to be three players under the age of 23. That can be awkward for some teams. It can be good for other teams. Some teams have like... Five good U twenty three players. Some you know struggle to have two. How much do you think that rule helped you? Helps other young German hockey players? And listen, we see the results now because Germany's producing elite level players to the NHL. But do you have a thought on the U twenty three rule in Germany?
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. I think it was a really big part because like Mo played there, me played there. But in the end, I think right now when you when you look at it, I think the players who play there are literally good enough to play in the DL in the first league. So that's also a big part you also have some teams where like under 23 players they play like two minutes a game like mm. they just sit on the bench and like they don't really get ice time so that's kind of a point too. what maybe can get switched up a little bit that kind of maybe even you have to play them amount of time or you send them down if they're not playing in the team and right. let them play in the dl2 and let them play there like 18-19 minutes a game so but there are also some guys like I see it in Mannheim, there's some D man who's playing a lot of minutes. So it's been good to see, and I think the development in German hockey is going forward and forward.
2: Well, defensemen just stand there. They don't do anything. <laughs> so they can play they can play a lot of minutes, right? <laughs> skate centers, you guys actually have to skate around. Okay, a couple of a little more non-serious ones. First of all, who gets more points this year? Stutzler, Debrinkit, Giroux, or Matthews, Marner Bunting? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I mean I think everyone always wants to be the best and I'm really confident that we have a really good line there And uh, but I think with Matthews Marner I think Matthews can score even 70 this year uh, <laughs> I think every time he goes in a game he, he just knows he's going to score a goal and that's just awesome to see but for sure. I want to be the best and always, uh, yeah. And I think uh, we can really have a good line going there and uh, maybe get some more points. Yeah,
2: We talked a little bit about Dubrin. Have you spoken to Giroud at all or anything like that? Have you guys had conversations at all yet?
0: Yeah, we talked on the phone. I talked with everyone. I'm new to the team. So uh, we just texted a little bit and about golfing when I come back. So, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's going to be fun time meeting all those new guys. And uh, I think we are a really young group of guys still. So. Uh, we're going to have a lot of
2: fun playing together. I also wanted to ask you, I'm sure you watched the playoffs this year. When you saw Brady Kachuk in Calgary with Matthew <laughs> wearing the Flames jersey, what did you think?
0: I loved every second of it. So I know I know Brady, I know Matthew a little bit too. So I think it's great to see him support his brother that much. And um, I think he flew down or actually lived with Matthew the whole time they were in the playoffs when they were at home. So... Uh, The whole family was there, too. And then he signed a contract with Budweiser, too. That was was kind of funny. (laughs) And now uh, everyone on the team hopes we get free beers from Brady (laughs) the whole year. So, uh, no, but it was awesome to see. And um, I think, yeah, Matthew had had an unreal season and uh, really deserved that contract there, too. So Brady's pumped for him.
1: Any personal goals for you this year? Are you someone that sets like, okay, I need to have this many goals, this many assists... These numbers look need to look like this. You have in your own head some targets for yourself.
0: For me, it's literally making the plus of the team. Like uh, I think when I play good, I think the team can be way better. So um, I just want to be bring my A game uh, every time and um, just try to play my best hockey I can, and then hopefully make the plus team. That's the most important for me.
2: Tim, thanks so much. Eh? Great to see you. Great to see, see you guys. <laughs>
1: That's Tim Stutzla of the Ottawa Senators, uh, as we mentioned off the top, primed for a big season with the Sens. Thanks to Tim Stutzla for stopping by. Thanks to Jacob Markstrom for stopping by. Thanks to Amil Delich for putting this together, as he does each and every podcast. Those interviews uh, conducted at the NHL Player Media Tour in Paris, France, Thanks to everybody uh, who helped make all of this possible, especially someone who always deserves praise, the great Laura Cook. Laura, you're the best. Okay, over the next couple of weeks, before we get to the Vegas uh, NHL Player Media Tour, you'll hear more of the interviews that Elliot and I did with various European NHLers. Look for that wherever you consume your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you again soon. Ti. A ona kaže, luda noć Ja sam bila mabina princesa Sve do i mi bi.